Bonjour, je m'appelle Marion. Ça va? Ça va bien, merci. Oui, je parle français un peu. Hello, my name is Marion. How are you? I'm great, thank you. And yes, I can speak French just a little bit. That's what my children have now learned since they have discovered this gym, my letter jacket. That's right, my letterman jacket from high school right here. And as you can see, I lettered in choir, tennis, French, and math. Now to be fair, in order to letter in anything at my particular high school, all you had to do was take three years of it. And so yes, I was the nerd that took three years of elective math. But since finding the letterman jacket, I've been trying to use my French more. And so now I can count to 100 with a lot of help. I can even conjugate just a few verbs not very well. I can even order for you at a restaurant as long as you want the fish, chicken, potatoes, green beans, and water. I can also invite you to my neighbor's house for a couchon delay. But honestly, any kid from Louisiana can do that. And I should say, je suis désolée, Mademoiselle White. I am sorry, Miss White, and all French teachers everywhere if you are horrified by my pronunciation and accent. But what's worse is how I spelled all of these words. But to be fair, this is a foreign language for me. It's not like I misspelled my native language, which is what happened to a friend of mine. A friend of mine has a nine-year-old daughter named Melanie. And my friend went into her pantry looking for a snack, but apparently Melanie got there first. What happened was my friend went in to get a bag of chips and on the chips, she saw a post-it note with this on it. That's how her daughter spelled her name. There is no O in Melanie and we're pretty sure we don't know what this letter is. And so yes, it is time for the kids to go back to school. I need to go back to school to learn my French, and some of these kids need to go back to school just to get their brains thinking again. I don't know where you are watching this, but I know that when we're recording it, we are the week before school begins in the surrounding counties. And so right now, this week is full of families preparing to first school. They are going through drive-throughs to meet teachers, virtual meet and greets. A few people even have tours. Some people are learning the new rules and policies around masks. School is looking a little differently and preparations are looking a little differently, but that's what's happening right now. Even if you do not have children at home that are going to school, we all know that school has been a topic of conversation for months. We are hearing decisions and then another decision, then an undecision, and then a new decision. <laughs> and every time I think about all these conversations of kind of crazy chaos of school and not sure about school, 
I cannot help but think about one scriptural story. And this is a great story. It's a story of drama. But it's a story that they do not always share in l'église l'école, church school. So, here is a story from Genesis 11 called The Tower of Babel. And now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as they migrated from the east, they came upon a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its tops in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we'll be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which mortals had built. And the Lord said, Look, they are one people, and they have all one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do. Nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language there so that they will not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore, it was called Babel, because the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there, the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of the earth. Whether it was homeschool, public school, private school, universities, college... We all had one language of school. We knew what that would look like. And all of a sudden, something came down and made school feel like a foreign language. I'm using school as one example, but there are lots of examples of this. We used to have one language of a greeting, of a handshake. And now we have a little bit of confusion, not knowing how to greet one another. We don't know how to smile and say hello or do the elbow. We don't know. It's a foreign language. We used to have one language of work and work hours and boundaries. And now we have this constant sense of working from home, picking up an hour here or an hour there, 24 hours a day. It's a foreign language now. We used to have this one language of appointments and procedures and treatments and how we lived. And now that something has come down and changed that, we have all of these different things that feel like a foreign language. And what are we doing about it? We're using our technology to try to make it normal again. We are the ones that built the cities and the towers. We're the ones that built the infrastructure. We know how the system's supposed to work. And now that it's not working the way we built it, we're hoping our technology will make it normal again. Welcome to season three. This week, we began our season three series where we're actually going to read different self-contained Bible stories. And the hope is that as we read these stories, we engage them as we would any show that we're binging on Netflix or Hulu or Disney Plus. 
want you to dive into them and ask questions about these stories. And I want you to know what happens next. And I want you to know more about these characters and plot lines because it's so much drama. It's incredibly interesting. And so my hope is that we spend this season reading and learning about these stories. So, season three, episode one, The Tower of Babel. And yes, you must use that tone when you say it, the Tower of Babel. Here we have a group of people from the early, very beginning of our scriptural story. And they're worried. They're worried because they want to be together. They want to control their surroundings. And they want to make sure they're in charge of a name. And they're in charge of where they live. And they're in charge of what they do. And so... They use the technology in front of them, the bricks and the mortar and the stone, and they begin to build cities and towers around them. And they build it all the way close so they can be close to the creator, so they can feel like they are creating their own world. And God comes in and says, no. God comes in and says, I'm going to take one language and make multiple languages. God says, I'm going to take everything that looks the same and I'm going to change it up. God takes the uniformity and creates diversity. A lot of people have said that this story is about God's punishment. I don't know about that. Some people have said that this is a story about why we have different languages, like French and English, maybe. Some people like to look at this story and just concentrate on the us pronoun. They want to know who is this heavenly council, and that can be fun to think about. And some people even suggest that you're not supposed to read this story in Genesis without the companion story that's in Acts, which is when the Spirit of God comes down and helps interpret the languages of people. That's Pentecost, the beginning of church. That's the companion story. And all of those things are good interpretations and good questions to ask. But at the heart of this story, the heart of this story is about anxiety. At the heart of this story, there is an anxiety of fear, anxiety of change. At the heart of this story, it's about people not being able to control what's in front of them. And what happens is the very thing they're most afraid of. God names them and scatters them all around the earth. Now, please hear me say there is a real medical anxiety that can be debilitating. And that is not the type of anxiety I'm talking about. If you feel like you have that type of debilitating anxiety, we want you to hear this referral for our counseling center so that you can seek professional help. I'm talking about a much more general sense of anxiety. But what we know is that in this story, people try to keep everything the same. People try to keep the language the same. They build the city and tower the same because they want to live together and control the anxiety. But what happens is that when God comes, God creates something beautiful. But God can create a little bit of anxiety within it. 
people have the first half of the story. The first half of the story is all about what people do. It's the second half of the story that talks about what God can do. And personally, I always think the story, the plot line, gets a lot more interesting when God gets involved. Because people always want things the same, but God always is going to celebrate that diversity. In other words, we're so busy building our cities and our towers and using our technology that sometimes we forget to lean in and feel the Spirit of God around us. And it could be that the exact place of anxiety can actually be the exact place God comes in and gives us a blessing. One of the things I didn't tell you about, how I got my letter jacket in French, it was my junior year in high school. And there's one particular day where all of us, with our parents' permission, got to leave school early so we could go home and prepare for the rest of the day. Because that night, we had to meet our French teacher at a French restaurant. And I remember that night leaving my familiar city and towers and going to a place I'd never been. And as soon as I walked in, my anxiety went through the roof because I realized my worst nightmare had come true. I was actually going to have to speak French. At this particular restaurant, they only spoke French. And so as I went in and I greeted my Mademoiselle Blanc, my French teacher, she quickly explained it to us. You had to order in French. You had to speak in French around the tables. And to top it off, we recognized very quickly that all of the restaurant's tables circled around the dance floor. There's one more part I forgot to tell you about my French class. We also had to learn how to dance. We had to learn the Cajun two-step and the Cajun waltz. So in addition to having to read the language, write the language, speak the language, we had to dance the language too. And that's how we passed the course, how we performed that night. And so I ordered something like, I don't know, fish, chicken, potatoes, green beans, and water. And I tried to eat as long as I could. But the time had come. It was my turn to walk around the room and ask people to dance with me. And very awkwardly, I'm sure, I took my learned language and I went over to the tables and I began to ask people to dance with me. And as I did, I remember my first dance partner, I just looked totally down. I just only looked at my feet because I was very nervous about the whole situation. Second dance partner, the same, didn't say a word. I only looked at what I was doing with my feet, the part that I could control. By my third dance partner, I realized there was absolutely no way I was going to be able to control the dance moves because I was already awkward and clunky. So I thought, why not? I looked up at my dance partner and said, Bonjour, je m'appelle Marion, ça va? And what began was this huge conversation. And I learned very quickly my one language of learned French sounded very differently. It sounded like a foreign language of spoken French. And I found myself with every dance partner having to lean in a little bit. And as I leaned in, I actually recognized a noun here and a verb there. 
And as I did, I was like, oh, we, yes, I know that one. Yes, we, I know that one too. And all of a sudden, as I got caught up in their stories and listening intently, I found my footing and I was doing a Cajun waltz all over the dance floor. The biggest place of anxiety for me that night became one of the most diverse, meaningful memories for my entire high school. And that's the Tower of Babel, isn't it? Taking those places of worry, taking those places of fear, taking those places of change, and leaning in to hear parts of God that you know and that you recognize. Because it's that place of anxiety where God can come in and breathe in something new and different and incredibly wonderful. I hope that you go back and read that story. And as you do, I hope you have questions. And here are just a few questions for you as we continue this week. What is it that you're going to lean into this year? What new language of God do you need to learn? What is the fear that you need to start naming and let God take? What are those things of your life, of the situation around you, that you just need to find your footing in? Give those things to God. Because no matter what you try to build, allowing God to do something different is going to make it a lot more wonderful. Amen. Like we do at the beginning of every year, we want to take a minute and just bless all of the technology and school supplies and devices that we're going to be using this year. So take a second, gather all your things so that we can dedicate them to God. Right now I have my cell phone, I have the iPad. We even have Chuck Roswell camera we're going to bless in our work today. So may we gather it all up and center ourselves and have a moment of prayer. Gracious and holy Lord, I thank you for all that we bring before you, whether it's our laptops, our pencils, our markers, our highlighters, notebooks, cell phones, or even parts of our home office. We grant them to you and we ask that you pour out your blessing on them. May you help us to use all of this equipment for your work. May you help us be productive in what we do so that Every day is spent working and growing in the knowledge of your love for your people. Take all that we offer, Lord, and help us to learn new things. Whatever language is before us, may we celebrate it. Whatever new friend or new challenge is in front of us, may we celebrate it. May we use this as a new beginning, Lord, so that we can see you in new, exciting, and adventurous ways in front of us. May you take all that we learn, all that we do, and may you use it to serve your people. And may we always respond with a sense of gratitude and thanksgiving. We ask all of this in the name of your Son. Amen. If you would like a sticker, Chapel Roswell sticker to go on the back of any of your devices, all you have to do is email me. 
Marion at chapelroswell.com and we will make sure you have a sticker sent to you. Just give us your name and address. And now hear these words. Go, learn a new dance, learn a new language, and celebrate the diversity of God. Go in peace. Amen. Au revoir.